How to make decisions when cash is tight. When your business is running thin or light on cash, it can be tough to make decisions. On this episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of guidance on how you can do that. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am Dylan. This is my podcast where I am able to, over the next couple of minutes, break down some concepts or some ideas that hopefully entrepreneurs find helpful, that either inspires them to make some changes or puts a stone in their shoe and annoys them to the point where they have to make some changes. And so I appreciate you tuning in and downloading this week's episode uh, of Dylan's podcast. It's been exciting to interact with uh, some of you after these episodes go live. The audience is building and that is very cool to see and it's happening kind of all over the place. Uh, I've got some folks listening from Australia, quite a few folks listening from the US. Of course, here in my own backyard in Canada is where the largest audience is, but very Very neat to see how the internet can connect people, and so thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you get lots of value out of this week's episode, uh, because this was, uh, like most of these episodes, based on a conversation, uh, a lengthy conversation, an aggressive conversation that I had with with an entrepreneur last week uh, around the idea of um, making an investment or deciding to spend some cash in the business on... Um, on an activity uh, in light of uh, notwithstanding that the business doesn't really have any excess cash. And so when things are really, really tight, um, in this particular example, uh, we're looking at hiring a uh, business development person who you know needs some benefits and there's some expense involved in bringing on a person like that. Um, but for a business that's running uh, a pretty tight ship, knows its cash flow really well and knows that there isn't a lot of excess cash, how do you make an investment like that? And so it led to kind of this, this entire conversation about budgeting and forecasting. And uh, I could quickly see that in this conversation that was very spirited, um, that there were just some, some different um, uh, uh, context uh, each of us had di- a different context for how to have the conversation. And so, uh, believe it or not, we were able over, uh, you know, a couple of conversations and some emails, we were able to sort it out. But I did think that it would provide a good topic for this week, because I am sure someone listening to this episode right now is saying that that's me. I, you know, I'm running a business. We have no extra cash. I would love to know how to make decisions when cash is tight. How do I decide to do, you know, A or B? given that the truth is I can't really do either. And so how do I solve that problem? So we're going to go back to basics a little bit here before I get to the actual answer. And the reason I'm going to do that is to sort of set up the context for for how an entrepreneur should think about decisions like this. And ideally, um, how they would plan for decisions like this and then not feel like it has to be an emotional decision when, in fact, it can just be a business decision. You can be very pragmatic about it. And uh, if you know my style, my style is to just sort of call things as they are, not to put a bunch of hot air into your balloon, as it were, um, but just to give you the straight facts. So the truth is, before you can answer a question like how to make decisions when cash is tight, 
you got to have a pretty good starting point. And a pretty good starting point is being able to say, um, or being able to make sure that you've got a budget for your business. And I know, I know what just happened. Some of you just rolled your eyes because you're like, oh, here's that budget thing again. Dylan, I just want to run my business. I don't want to, I don't, you know, we don't have a budget or we did a budget a year ago, but we don't really stick to it. Or we certainly don't review it on a, a monthly or a quarterly or a weekly basis for that matter. So if you're telling me that the only way I can make smart decisions is to have a budget, then I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to make a budget. <laughs> you're going to figure out, you're going to work backwards from how much money you want to make this year, how much money you make next year. And if you've never done this before, then sort of a 24-month budget's probably a pretty good idea. And then just say to yourself, you know, work backwards from your bottom line and say, you know, we're going to need to pay all of our bills and have a little money left over. And so I won't, in this podcast, I won't break down how to prepare a budget, but you should have a budget. And if you have a budget and your budget looks something like this month, we're going to do this much revenue. Next month, we're going to do this much revenue. The month after that, we're going to do this much revenue. You've got like this timeline. You've got a timeline uh, of revenue, which should mean that you have a timeline of cash. And the first thing that you have to know that you can manage is your top line. The problem with budgeting and the reason why I think many entrepreneurs roll their eyes is because there's no real accountability at the entrepreneur level for performance. And I know, again, I know a lot of this is firsthand. This isn't me just being a talking head, but firsthand experience. I know in anything that I've ever been involved in where I've had the most success, believe it or not, is when I'm prepared to be accountable for my own results, either as a business partner, as an entrepreneur, um, accountable to my wife, quite frankly, for how I spend my days and how uh, I take care, I help to take care of our family. But being accountable is a pretty big deal. And if you're serious about building a profitable and valuable business, you've got to have a budget. You have to know what you're trying to do each month. And the, the funny thing is, it's not even so much knowing what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do this month. It's actually about getting ahead of your business and saying, what are we going to do next month? What are we going to do the month after? And looking at a business quarter, so a 90-day period of time, and going, how are we going to get these results? And then being able to be honest with yourself. And if you don't know if you can get the results, then each week you should be reviewing it and adjusting your budget going forward. If you're fairly confident... Um, if you're fairly confident in what your business can produce from a top line perspective, then maybe reviewing it weekly isn't necessary, but certainly doing a monthly review and saying, we said we were going to make X this month. Did we make X? Did we hit our top line and did we hit our bottom line? And then let's have an honest conversation. Why did I not hit it? Did I not service my customers well enough? Did I not work with my team to pursue all of the sales leads that we had? Did I overspend this month? Did I say I was only going to spend X amount of dollars on, you know, uh, G&A or general and administrative costs, and instead I spent more than that? Uh, did we get caught with a legal bill or maybe a tax bill or something that was unexpected that affected our performance? But at the end of the month, at some point, you got to be accountable. And you have to say, this is the result we said we were going to get. And either we got it, yay, we didn't get it, oh crap, and what are we going to do to change the next 90 days and what it looks like. And in most of the businesses that I'm involved in, I like to do a four-week rolling average because I think that, if, you know, and typically on Mondays is when I look and pull in the information from the previous week, um, or sorry, from the previous week, and then add that to the previous three weeks to sort of get what did the last four weeks look like? Because in the businesses I'm involved with, the activity, there's, an, there's a lot of activity that goes on. 
And so doing a four-week rolling average allows me to see where the trend is. So for example, let's say that over a four-week average, I can see that the trend is downward for, for sales opportunities, which means that my, you know, the sales uh, that we end up getting are lower, and that means my bottom line is lower. So if I see a trend starting to change course and go, go, go in a negative direction, you know, week one, week two, week three, week four, I now have a quick way to catch it and do something different in the coming week that will change that result. And so I find that every Monday pulling the data from last week and the previous three weeks and then looking for a trend is how I can make really good business decisions. But in order for you to know how to make decisions when cash is tight, you have to have a really good sense of what your business is doing and not like an emotional, well, I would suggest not an emotional sense of how your business is doing, but like an actual mathematical result, being able to, if someone, the way the test would be, if someone else could look at the same information and say, okay, so that's what you're trying to do. And this is what you're, this is what the information is saying about how you're trying to get there. Wow. It looks like you're way off course because I think entrepreneurs drink their own Kool-Aid and can deceive themselves into thinking, I just need another week, or I just need another month, or I just need another 90 days. The truth is that you never get that month. You never get those 90 days because your behaviors aren't really changing. You have, you have to, every week, make a difference in your actions if you want to get a different result. So, Dylan, what does all this have to do with making decisions when cash is tight? Well, if you have a budget and if you are reviewing that budget on a schedule that makes sense for your business, weekly, monthly, every two weeks, whatever it might be, but you can get a trend. You can kind of get a sense of what has happened and then line it up against what's supposed to happen because you have a budget, then that gives you the ability to go, aha, in Dylan's example, where we were uh, looking to figure out how are we going to pay for the cost of a business development person, there's one argument that says, well, a good business development person pays for themselves. Yeah, that's true, except that you got to get them going, and there's a cost involved in doing that, and so you have to be prepared to carry that cost until that really great salesperson is paying for themselves. So, uh, my style instead was is is to say and was to say, well, let's just take a look at our four-week rolling average and let's line it up against what we're supposed to be doing this month, next month, and the month after. And it looks like either we're on trend, meaning everything is pointing in the right direction, and uh, we are not drinking our own Kool-Aid. We're being honest about the results. And you know what? It looks like, it doesn't look like we can hire them this week or next week. But if the following week, we can see that our four-week trend has risen a little higher, then let's go ahead and pull the trigger four weeks from now and get this particular individual involved in what we're doing. And so when cash is tight, you can, you know, the, the short answer is you can sell more, you can save more, you can you, you can say, instead of paying this expense right now, let's find a way to, to kick that expense into the future, and then that money that we thought we were going to spend, now we don't have to spend it, so instead, let's spend it on this decision that we have to make. And I don't think that, generally speaking, entrepreneurs think like that. I think that, certainly for entrepreneurs that are either growing and just simply don't have a sense of really what's going on in their business because everything seems to be moving so fast, or if their business is in trouble and they're just wrestling with how they're going to pay their bills today, tomorrow, and next week, I, I think that entrepreneurs don't approach their business pragmatically enough. I don't know if that's grammatically correct. Pragmatically enough. Um, they're not very pragmatic when they look at their results. Um, if they have a budget then they rarely have 
a short feedback loop, like a four-week rolling average or a six-week rolling average or an eight-week rolling average, whatever the timing is, but they don't really have a feedback loop that they can look at to say, ooh, um, it looks like we're just about to make a left-hand turn in a direction that we don't want to go. It's very classic, I think, that an entrepreneur, after the left-hand turn has been made and they're a month or two into not getting the results that they want, that they then say, oh, crap, how did we end up here? So if an entrepreneur is able to have a budget, if an entrepreneur is able to get some sort of feedback loop that gives them a snapshot of how things are going against how things are supposed to be going so that they can change course midway and make some different decisions, maybe they you know, save an expense, push an expense out, make different decisions, um, then, then they're in a position to say, you know, how do we take on a salesperson or how do we purchase this thing, this piece of equipment or how do we bulk up our inventory or how do we make those payments to creditors? You really do have to have a pretty good sense of your business from, from the perspective of your budget and what's actually happening inside of your business. And I don't want to deflate anyone. If anyone's listening to this right now going, Dylan, I just, like, that sounds good, man, but I just have no way, I have no idea how I'm actually going to do that. I would say it is a habit and you got to form it. I talk about this pretty easily because I have been punched in the face enough times. I have had enough business failures to understand the lesson firsthand. So take it from me. If you're someone that needs to learn the lesson firsthand, well, good luck. You're probably learning it right now. Um, Or if you're someone that likes to take advice and think about these things, then let me tell you, the best thing that you can do is you can get a budget. And that's one exercise in and of itself. But once you've got a budget, then you have to have a tool to go with it, like a four-week rolling average, a six-week rolling average, or an eight-week rolling average that takes your actual results and lines them up against what you were supposed to have done, and then what you think you're going to be able to do. Now, where this gets really tricky, and I don't want to sugarcoat it because this can be probably the hardest part, I I, uh, mentioned that every Monday... I pull all the data together that I need and I add it to the data from the previous three weeks. And so I kind of have a week over week for a four week rolling average to see how things are going. But in order to do that, you have to have good information. You have to know how to navigate your accounting system or you, you, you have to have someone within arm's reach that can navigate your accounting system. And then you've got to have a way to look into your sales and your operation systems and pull the information from there because business is really just a funnel, right? You got top of the funnel with sales, that leads into operations, and then operations leads into finance. And so when you're budgeting, you're basically budgeting top line revenue, which is sales. Then you're budgeting your G&A and your cost of goods sold, which is operations, and then you're budgeting your bottom line, which is finance. And so you have to be able to not grab tons and tons and tons of data. You only need to grab the data that matters. Do we have enough business in the pipeline that we're going to hit our revenue number? If we hit our revenue number, is that going to give us enough cash to cover our expenses and hit our profit number? That's it. That's as hard as It has to be conceptually, but I do understand that it can be tricky to dig into this data, figure out how to find it and do it quickly. I happen to be really good with Excel. The folks that I work with know how to pull data really well. And so I can can make it sound very simple and I know that it's not. But baby steps. If all of what you heard here today was overwhelming and you're not, your business just isn't in a position to do that today, then just pick off a few things. Just say, you know, every Wednesday, As an example, one business I'm in right now, every Wednesday, I give a report to our general manager and he goes through all the invoicing because he wants to make sure that nothing was missed. And so uh, we just found a way to make sure he had that. So just start, start slow. Get your budget for sure because that you don't need to be a rocket scientist to do a budget. Um, But 
you are going to need a little bit of help. You might need a little bit of help to try and pull your information together on a timely basis and do it repeatedly. Because if you do it repeatedly, eventually the habit kicks in after a couple weeks of looking at this information and understanding it and changing it. You're finally just going to get into a pattern where you just do it. You grab a cup of coffee and you pull this information together. Even if you don't do something formal like in Excel or a computer program, it's just a piece of paper. Do something to start understanding how your business is performing in real time against how it should be performing. And then that gives you the ability to understand how to make different decisions with your cash. Um, and when cash is tight, that kind of line of sight to your to your information is really critical and really important. So that's it. That's all I have for you today. Hopefully you found that helpful. How do you make decisions when cash is tight? Make sure you've got a budget. Make sure that you have a real-time feedback loop that gives you, you know, a two, four, six, eight-week um, um, run rate so that you can kind of check what's actually happening in the business against your budget and what's supposed to be happening. And then if you can do that properly, then you're going to be able to look at your expenses and move them around to better match up with your cash and your performance. So hopefully you found that helpful. I think there's lots to think about in there. Um, as, I, as always, reach out to me. I'm a pretty easy guy to get a hold of, I think. So if you're looking for help funding, uh, fixing, or growing your business, certainly I'd be happy to help you. So make sure to look me up on LinkedIn, uh, send an email, um, whatever you need to do. Let's make sure that we chat. Thanks for tuning in and downloading this week's episode, and I hope that you will download next week's as well.